0: are not serving us well. We need to creatively destroy the ships that brought us here and move into the land of the future with better tools. Tools that keep us safer and healthier. That create more wealth for more people. That foster more intimate and rewarding relationships. We need to leave behind what is not working. We need a modern revolution. invite here. They are thinking differently, and we'll tell you where you can learn all about them later, after you have listened to them closely. For now, we don't want to impress you with what they have done. We want to impress you with what they have to say. The Modern Revolution will be podcasted. Okay, well, welcome. Uh, We have another episode of Modern revolution, and we are uh, lucky to have a wonderful guest. And as uh, our listeners know, uh, Laura, we don't spend time sort of burnishing your credibility, we instead ask them to focus on what you're saying. And from there, we uh, will let them evaluate whether or not they want to explore you more deeply uh, or you know, the time here is all they wanna, wanna spend. So the intent is to have deep listening and, uh, and then people can kind of make their evaluations on your words and ideas rather than what you've done in the past. And of course, your guest meditator on the three minute uplift, which we're grateful that you contributed to. So today we have Laura Gavigan and she's gonna talk to us about the good work she's doing in the world. And Laura, as we start each of these conversations, I'm I'm interested in, and I and our audience is interested in what problem are you trying to solve in the world? If you could describe that uh, as succinctly as you can, I mean, what what are you wrestling with?
1: You know, uh, Peter. First of all, thank you a lot of gratitude for allowing this opportunity um, to talk about things that I'm really excited and passionate about. And um, when I pondered the the problem and what I you know wanted to share today, I see, and and it's a long time, I've been really interested in how we as human beings go to extremes a lot of the time, and there's, we can talk more about the reasons why we do that, but especially in the last couple of years, you know, um, whatever it is, we, the world is very extreme, and it feels very extreme. And that takes a lot out of us emotionally, physically. And so I see that, I see that as a problem you know, um, because, because it takes so much out of us. And when we go to extremes, it's hard for people to really understand what we're trying to say and what we're so extreme about. I don't think it comes from a bad place. We just get passionate or excited or scared or angry or all, all the different feelings. Um, So I've been very interested the last few years in different types of uh, meditation and yoga and a way of being to find more equanimity. So when we go high, high, high with the, the pleasant and the happy and the fun. And that's great, that feels so good, right? But it still, it still does take a lot out of us. And then the lows, the uncomfortable, the painful, the, the sad, the, the good, the bad, right? Um, both of those, anything is, is fleeting. None of those things are permanent. I mean, we could hope that the good things would last a little longer, but that, that's just not, not how it works. So I'm really interested in finding ways for our brains to come a little bit more into a state of equanimity. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, like we can get excited and happy and feel good about those good things, and also be be sad or angry or scared. With the, I don't I don't love good bad, um, but uh, I mean you know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. And yeah. that and and sitting with both of those things. Um, like, man, I'm really I'm really hurt right now. Let me yeah, let right. me in a curious, compassionate way, like feel that and stay with it. Um, and and, it, and then that brings a greater um, a peace, balance, yeah. equanimity. So um, well, yeah. That's, yeah,
0: it. I mean, that's an old notion, right? That the seeds of sadness and discontent can be found in the moments of happiness, and the seeds of happiness and excitement can be found in the. Um, and one of the things when you talk about it being problematic is that there seems to be profit associated with pushing people to the extremes, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we found that a creation of conflict on social media creates more engagement, which creates more profit for, you know, the folks I think when the problem you're wrestling in the world to bring equanimity to a person can be an antidote to people looking to rile you up, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Right, we have a lot of that out there. But well, before I get to my next question, why don't you talk a little bit about the roots of that? Like when you talk about why that happens, why don't, why don't you describe that a little bit?
1: Sure, sure. So, I mean, it's very human. Again, it's not like you're not a terrible person that, well, I'm not a terrible person when I go to extremes, you know, it's right, just right. the way that our brains and bodies operate. So, I mean, we're wired, um, we're wired to, to, to protect ourselves. And so when we are, um, and then Peter, I know you've talked about this in some of your three minutes and and different things. Um, So we're wired to protect ourselves and anything that is either a real threat or a perceived threat, our brain just instinctually goes into this, oh my God, there's a saber tooth tiger coming at me, you know? Um, And so we fight which might not be a good idea with a saber-toothed tiger. Right, right. Um, <laughs> we we, uh, we f- might freeze, right? like, oh, what do I do? And I don't know if you could see that, but I went, oh, what do I do? My shoulders came up, I tensed up, um, or we flee, we run. And those might be very good things to do in anything that is an actual threat. Right. I'll give you an example of something that might not be, you know, um, maybe, um, maybe you're at work or, or grocery shopping or you're, or at a party or whatever, and you see this person that has been a a challenge in some way to you and they look over at you and you're like, what are they going to say to me? They gave me the stink eye, you know, what do I do? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, um, are you gonna fight? Are you gonna go up and be like, hey, why are you looking at me like that? Right. <laughs> oh, or um mm-hmm. right, right, go to that fight mode, like don't don't mess with me or um or freeze, like, okay, maybe if I stand really still, they won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or sneak into the other room and flee. Um, and and um, so yeah, our brains do that, but we can also recognize um if we find the space in that moment, like say I see that person that creates stress for me, like right. we're at a party, I'm fine, they're fine. We're all having a good time. Like there's no need to fight. There's no need to leave. It, it's cool. Just, just you know, are make very, a, choice, yeah. a choice about the reaction.
0: For sure. I mean, we know that we like that because <laughs> all of our entertainment is based on conflict. People don't want to go to a movie and see somebody just working their way equino- equino- equanimity-wise, uh, uh, equanimously, oh, my brain can't think of that word, but in a calm manner, we don't go- In a to-
1: balanced way. <laughs> in
0: a balanced way, thank you. So we don't go to watch a movie to see two hours of someone not working their way through a conflict. And and I think that on some level, we seek that, that dopamine, adrenaline type of thing. This is a big problem. I mean, you've decided to catch you know, you know tackle things that are, at, uh, there's biological origins, there's social origins. So was there a moment in your life in which you knew, Hey, I want to deal with this in the world, or did it happen gradually over time that it came clear that this is what you want to do? This is what you want to work on.
1: Yeah. I'll share two different experiences. Um, the first being, um, I mean, I've practiced yoga and meditation for many years and, um, and thought, you know, I thought I had this balance, right? Um, About two and a half years ago, out of nowhere, I had a a severe um, emergency in in my back. I describe it as like my back exploded. (laughs) And um, I had emergency surgery. And um, now I've, um, I've understood much better that I was, I had things in me that were making me feel scared, or um, and and it's a lot in my shoulders and my back. Like that's that's my nature. For some people, it's their bellies, their stomachs, and digestive yeah, things. Right. But it's our it's our body telling us, right? Then when I learned how to find that balance and notice it, so it's it's being curious and noticing. Um, so that was one thing, and that was a very like physical manifestation of. Stress and fear and, and perceived threats. Right. Um, the other thing was I um, I experienced a type of meditation called yoga nidra. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, slightly before that, and Peter, you're nodding. So yeah, you know,
0: yeah, the yoga nidra. Yeah, something.
1: for people who might not know what it is, just short story: it's um, it's an ancient practice, and it's um, getting meditating, someone leads a meditation and gets you into this sort of state of in-between awake and sleep, where our minds are perhaps most open to some change or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's this meditation that, that um, uh, goes back and forth between, like I was saying earlier, with the good, the bad, the pleasant, the unpleasant. Um, and and it's, it creates in your, neurologically, um, this balance. So between experiencing all of the the things like this myself and how exhausted I was and stressed, and then, huh, you know, our brains are, we can, we can train them. We can practice. Um, we don't want to not react to the good and the bad. That's not what I'm talking about. This isn't about finding this like, oh, Hey, oh yeah. I love that.
0: (laughs) It's not numbness it's not a numb
1: yeah like, no yeah. no no but not not always being way up the volume turned all the way up on everything
0: yeah. yeah 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 that relaxed nature is um you know as an athlete and somebody who deals with trying to be on the edges of things which has its value mm-hmm. but um as a as a 51 year old athlete I also have appreciated the way my gentle uh, approaches to getting my body to move the way I want are as powerful as my extreme approach is. And I feel like that's a metaphor for much of, you know, there are times where your foot's on the gas pedal and you have to go fast and you got to be intense and you should enjoy that as best you can. But there are times when, you know, your foot's got to come off that gas, right? And that um, being able to be comfortable in the amplitude, I think, is what you're saying rather than you're not asking someone to stay in the middle and not, you know, not experience things, but to, you know, recognize that you have choices in either one of those kind of, situation. Yeah,
1: enjoy the highs, endure the lows, Um, and Pierre, you know what, you, that, that's great that you brought that up about um, um, as an athlete, or, you know, um, if, if there is a real threat to us, or, you know, you got to pump yourself up for, like, a presentation, or being a guest on a podcast, you know what I mean, like, I mean, it's helpful to kind of, you know, uh, a little bit. Yeah, Uh, yeah. it comes down to to that being our choice to do that, rather than our brains immediately going to like fight, flight, or fear, yeah. to say, "Oh, oh, I'm feeling that." Wait, okay. Do I want to fight? Maybe I need to. Do I right. want to run away? Maybe I need to. Instead of, um, Pema Shodron talks about um, this idea of of these triggers, or they're called shempas, yeah. um, like don't and not biting the hook. You you yeah. you don't always have to do something with all those feelings and yeah, yeah
0: that's a that's a wonderful that's a wonderful book great metaphor too just because the bait's in front of you doesn't mean you have to take it yeah, um, yeah yeah that's part of athletics's gift to me is that it puts me in false danger uh you know i, I train jiu jujitsu several times a week and it teaches mm-hmm. me that just because i'm uncomfortable doesn't mean I'm um, as in, it feels like I'm in more trouble than I am. Generally speaking, you know, my wife likes to say you're paying to have younger, stronger guys beat you up all the time, but you know that's a it's not exactly true. Well, I mean, you're talking about such fundamental human experiences that everybody. Um, when you think about the status quo of people's lives, I mean, what's the mm-hmm. what is the um, you know what is the primary Status quo aspect of our lives that is keeping that going forward, you know, that uh, what's encouraging us to stay where those extremes are hurting us rather than something we enjoy.
1: Well, you mentioned earlier, kind of, you know, um, the commercial aspect of it. And I think that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that before. I'm going to explore that a little bit. Um, That there's, there's a payoff sometimes yeah um and and it's it's more often than not not conscious right right so you know perhaps the person that's always always um drawn to drama that there's there's an there's a rush with being part of the exciting things and you can get kind of addicted to it i think so um
0: right dopamine that you know they call it the hormone of more right that yeah never gives you that dopamine hit in your brain you want to repeat um right that's right that's so, i mean that we're talking about at the hardwiring level so right you know, and right. it's so
1: unconscious you know
0: right it's biological you know yeah
1: that the phone pings the um the commercial comes on a little louder the uh the doorbell ring, more ringing, but, um,
0: yeah, no, no, <laughs> but I the
1: things that we encounter every day, it's, it's completely, it's so human. It's not, you know, I don't, I don't beat or judge anybody up for, uh, you know, for l- being in, in that way, that way of being, um, sure. because it's just, uh, it's the norm.
0: yeah right and that yeah i mean that was sort of my next question when you work with people Mm -hmm. what are the assumptions that they have that you're challenging because i mean you're although you're not judging people you are suggesting some changes Mm -hmm. so what are the thing what are the assumptions that they're carrying into you that then you have to challenge um Mm -hmm. to get them to to frankly live more happily
1: yeah oh man what a great question um i mean i i think a lot of people um are really, you know, they're caught up in all of their own stuff, right? Um, and uh, and again, no judgment. Like we are, we're we're built that way, the ego, right? Right. Um, <laughs> and 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 I've heard people say, but I am so stressed. I have I have this job. I have these kids. I have these friends. I have these family. I have this these situations. Like, I can't possibly not be as stressed as I am because sure. that is necessary to do all of these things. So part of what I do is try to get a little bit more to the heart of like, yeah, cool. Like, I get that. Like, how are you feeling right now as you right. talk about, you know, um, the bills or the in-laws coming to dinner or, you know, like, what are you what are you feeling right now? Um, or... Yeah. Yeah, you know, how how does that feel? You know, could you imagine? Could you be curious and maybe open a little bit to to finding ways to to not feel that way and be tired all the time? Um,
0: right. So yeah, it's not that,
1: like you need to practice self care because that that would not work with me, and it's not going to work with anyone else. You know,
0: right? Right? Yeah, that creates conflict rather than sort of that invitation. And I mean, that sounds to me like you're suggesting hey, the, the assumption is there isn't another way to do this. But mm-hmm. obviously when someone comes to you, they've hit the end of the road that, hey, mm-hmm. I, I got to figure out a different strategy. I, I need more tools. Mm-hmm. But then you have to convince them that more tools are available uh, to mm-hmm. them. So, I mean, as you're challenging these assumptions, uh, which is difficult, uh, that's hard work. What, um, as as you do this work in the world, what makes people think that this is less serious than it actually is. Like, where's is, where is it minimized? You 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 have to create a sense of urgency that this is in the way of your best life. So why do they think it's less important than it is when you're challenging these assumptions?
1: Um, because for a lot of people, any sort of self-care or, um, and and by self-care, I mean, you know, the little things like the bubble bath and the chocolate. And I always joke that when I have a bad day, like I'll stop and buy a new lipstick on my way home or something like that. Um, So great. All those things are self-care. And then, you know, there's, there's this idea of radical self-care saying yes to things that maybe you've been afraid of, saying no to things when it's just too much, but you're trying to please people. So, okay. I want to, I want to focus on, on your actual question. (laughs) Um, Part of what brings people to me sometimes is the fact that I try to be really, really authentic in my work. Like I I've been through this. I know what it feels like. Right. And if someone's back is exploding, that is like, that is like, you know, how many fire alarms going off at once? Like, like, please don't, don't get there. Or if you're already there, um, you know, if, this this is this is something that that works with a lot of people. Like if you if you went to the eye doctor and they said, and you and I both wear glasses, um, right. Right. If you went to the eye doctor and the doctor said, you know, your your eyesight is not as great as it could be, and right. you're working really really hard to see things. And how does that feel? Um, you know, would you be resistant to wearing glasses or contacts or something that could help right. you? Well, no, that's a you know, like okay you know
0: yeah these are corrective things i mean for me it comes down to like you can pay me now or you can pay me later you know so yeah, the, yeah. The, the minimizing of like well what could go if you don't address it you, you don't want to end up with an exploded back you know if you yeah. it before the consequence
1: and i also don't want to be um because i heard myself there i also don't want it to be this like um cautionary like threat either it's more um there's nothing wrong with you. There's not, this is, this isn't a problem to fix. Um, But, you know, and not, but, and as humans, we use lots of tools to make our lives easier. Right. And this, this, this is a tool, right? I mean, I can't flip an omelet with um, (laughs) a butter knife.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a, yeah. So it's an invitation. It's an invitation.
1: Yeah. And you know what, maybe it's, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Everybody's not my cup of tea. And that's okay. Yeah, you know, it took me right. a long time to get yeah. to, to that, like really feeling okay with that.
0: Oh, yeah. The, yeah, there's consequences to turning over. I mean, this is also a uh, livelihood. So, I mean, you got to make those choices. My next question, I mean, you kind of answered ar- already, but you know, I was thinking what's a small behavioral change that could move people in the direction <clears throat> that you want them to go. Now, we talked about you know, small self-care and then radical self-care. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe you can give one more example of, uh, you know, something that somebody, the lowest bar of entry into this world Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, embracing this amplitude without anxiety and then not biting the hook of external stimuli, pushing you into a feeling that you frankly don't want to have. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I saw a quote recently and it said, um, When you, when you say yes to something, when you commit to something, does it feel like an investment or does it feel like paying a bill?
0: Mm, Interesting.
1: I really like that. Um, So that could be like one little thing that could, and and it doesn't mean that you say the other thing. If you jumped right into yes, like that's, that's very natural or no. Um, but then reflect on it, you know, um, you know, you, you, after you say yes to doing this thing that, that really you have no time for, but you want to help this person. I mean, it all, it all comes from a good place. Um, but then to say, did that feel like making an investment or paying the bill? And the next time that happens, would I want to do that differently? You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, we have this enteric nervous system, right? We got more neural cells in our gut than we do in our brain. So I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times that information comes to us via our bodies. You know I mean? Yeah. That, the gut feeling is actually, uh, you know, a, another brain, so to speak in mm-hmm. your body mm-hmm. trying to express to you, Hey, is this, is this time that going to yield fruit or is this time that, Oh, it's not going to yield fruit. And that's, that's a wisdom question. It's not easy that's mm-hmm. experience mostly, but um. Yeah that's interesting. Well, when you think about in the course of the work time you've been doing this work, what's an accomplishment that you would want associated with you? What's something that you're proud of that went well and uh, you know you would say here's an example when I I, I did what I intended to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so like many of us um in spring of 2020 our our work went remote. Right. And um and that was a, a huge scary change you know um how how am i going to do my work like right on zoom and look we're having this great conversation and um it's what a year almost two years later
0: sure.
1: um when i went back to sort of the traditional office yeah. environment i had a lot of fear about the different triggers, um, that I, that I had experienced there. And also I knew that it was going to be louder and brighter and, and it, and it was very, very, it felt very, very vulnerable. So I'm really, really proud of myself that I, I recognize that, that, Hey, this is me and this is not a bad thing, but this is going to be hard. Right. And so how, how can I gently um, managed that to protect, to protect my peace and communicate that to people in a way that's not like, I'm going to keep my door closed, and the lights are going to be out. And don't you bother me, you know, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like,
0: that, right? So, yeah. So I mean, it sounds so. like you had self-awareness, that self-awareness governed action, that action put mm-hmm. you more in, uh, you know, equanimity with what was making you happy. And the consequences of doing that were positive rather than, yeah
1: and not assuming everyone was going to come back at me and fight it was and it was hugely changing to be um to advocate for myself in that way
0: oh very good yeah yeah that's a that's a nice phrase actually Mm -hmm. well as we wrap this up why don't you tell us a little bit should people want to learn more deeply about you and understand your work and perhaps engage with you where where is the best way to uh to learn more about you
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so um my business is called Mindful Matters. Five eight five. I'm in Rochester, New York, and that's our area code. Five eight five. But with Zoom, um, I do I do local um, local work with people in person. Um, I do do from a distance. I, I can do. I have a team too, um, and between all of us, we have many many offerings: um, yoga, Reiki, yoga nidra, um, coaching. Um, and and it's, everything is framed around this idea of, of mindful wellness. And and all that means really is, um, you know, paying attention to ourselves in a really curious, compassionate way. Um, so what I love story. about our team and the business is that it worked for us. And so we wanna kind of share. So
0: you've, share. Walked, you've walked the walk, you're not just telling me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm mind- not selling a thing that I didn't try. <laughs>
0: mindfulmatters Mindful matters585.com. Is that a good place? All right. Well, listen, thank you, Laura. It's been a thank pleasure to know you? Thank you for this conversation. Um, I'm grateful for that. So am uh, grateful
1: uh, to you. Thank you.
0: So as we, we wrap up, you know, I think it's important that you know, like other people we've talked to, you know, Laura's really clear-eyed about what she's trying to do in the world and she's brave because it's not easy to come and talk about uh, what you're doing and put yourself out there. She's bringing her ideas to the world. And so uh, I would encourage you, listener, to bring your ideas to the world. Um, We need them all. Uh, Don't keep them locked away.